Welcome to True Grit and Grace, a podcast designed to empower you to claim your resilience and thrive through life's challenges. I am Amberly Lago, a mindset coach, fitness expert, and best-selling author. Each week, I'll dive deep with the world's brightest thought leaders and elite performers to share tangible tools and practical advice to inspire you to keep your eyes on the prize and forge ahead. So get ready to conquer your fears, heal any trauma, lead with your heart, and elevate your life with grit and grace. Hi, and welcome to another episode of True Grit and Grace. I'm your host, Amberly Lago. And I tell you what, get ready to be inspired and prepare for your ultimate success because after listening to this next guest, when you meet her, she can transform the way you view things. She is a spiritual success coach, motivational speaker, TV host. She's a HarperCollins published, award-winning. She just got International Book of the Year Award and the Best Book Award for her book, Big Miracles. And it's one of my favorite books. I have it right here beside me. And I am so excited to introduce to you Joanna Garzili. Hi, Joanna. Amberly, what a beautiful introduction. I am smiling from ear to ear and you're filling me with joy. So oh. thank you. It's just the way, it's just the way that you said it. We're so graceful well, and heartfelt. Oh, well, I'm so excited for you. We I'm met. glad you're excited for me. I, I, am. For me. I am so excited for you. I love your book. There are so many nuggets in it. And I wrote a few things down so I can ask you throughout the interview. But we met when I was a guest on your TV show, Life Stories, and I like fell in love with you the moment that I met you. We talked, we connected, and we were just talking before we started recording the podcast. And I was saying how there aren't many people like you and how I really treasure your friendship and who you are and all you do. You're a real gem. I mean, you guys, she has been so helpful you introduced me to the producer for Hallmark and I just did the Hallmark channel because of you. And I mean, there aren't many women out there that truly, when they support, when say I support women and I'm empowering women, you truly have the biggest heart and you do that. So thank you. And I know you have such a busy, eventful life. This morning recorded another episode for your TV show. And you still found time to come and be with us on the podcast. So thank you so much. Amity, my goodness. Well, I was <laughs> like, let me tell you, <laughs> I'm blown away by you and your journey. And really for me in a lot of ways, I know we should, you know, that thing they said, never compare. But I just look at your strengths and everything and who you are. If ever I start to feel slightly sorry for myself because I got a little pain here, like in my neck or something because it's a little bit stiff in the body. I have to remind myself of what you have gone through in your journey. And I'm like, oh, Joanna, stop it. This is ridiculous. Oh, well, thank <laughs> your, you. Your pain is serving a purpose. Oh. Like you did not have any physical pain. 
but know that, yeah, sometimes it really helps whip me into shape. Well, and be thank more grateful you. and appreciative. Thank you. That's what friends are for. That's true friends right there. And you know what? We have something in common. I think you tried out for the Laker girls and so did I. Except you can dance and <laughs> <laughs> you can really dance. Whereas I just pranced across the floor. I mean, I love dancing, but choreographed dance is a whole nother thing. For me, it was a challenge. My husband had, I love the show Laker Girls. And so my husband had dared me and said, well, why don't, and my son used to watch with me and he just said, well, why don't you just try and get through the first round? And that was a big, it was never about trying to make the Laker Girls. It would be ridiculous because I was a 40-year-old mother at that point. Oh, so you were 40 years old at the time? I was 40 years old. But it was to get out of my comfort zone and do something that I wasn't naturally good at. And that created so many blessings and miracles in my life because the, the fear of people laughing at me, of me bombing, all of that happened. And it well, was how totally do you worth e- it. How do you even start if you're not a dancer and you think, okay, I want to try out for the Laker Girls? What did you even do to start preparing for that? At the time, I was a member at Equinox Gym, and I used to stand outside the studio. I'd look through the glass and see this video dance jam class happening, and I didn't even have the courage to go in that class because living in LA, some of the people that go to that class, they're professional dancers as well. And then one day, I went, I talked to the teacher of that class, and I said, my husband's dared me to go up for Laker Girls. I have two and a half weeks to prepare. What do I do? He said, you need to go to as many dance classes as possible. And so I started going to his class and I went to classes at Edge. Oh yeah, I used Millennium. to go there. Yeah, and, I know that. And I just wanted to die at points because... Well, it's hard. People are, yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard. And I mean, honestly, if anybody's listening, never taken a dance class in Los Angeles, just the experience of taking a dance class in Los Angeles is like a scene. I mean, I haven't taken one in a long time, but it was almost like an audition process when you walk in the door. Yeah. Who's the coolest? Who's the best looking? Who's the best, you know, who can pirouette? You know, the most times it was like, it's a scene. So I am kudos to you for even going to take a class in LA because stepping way out of your comfort zone, I'm sure. I mean, it would be stepping out of my comfort zone right now to go back to class. It was. And I'm so glad I did it, even though the spiritual growth that I got from it far outweighed the negatives. And they did a really positive story segment where I ended up on the season premiere of season two, the premiere episode. They did a whole two minute segment on me. So I think I'm the only person who isn't a professional dancer who ended up being featured on that show. And it was positive that the idea, the message was it's never too late to follow your dreams. So that was really cool. I have goosebumps right now. Just think you went and you were brave and you did that and you ended up getting a two minute segment, which is long. That's a lot because you can do a guest interview on a TV show and only get 
seven minutes and you're the guest of the show. So two and minutes is a long time. That is a huge win. And the funny thing is, is that because my husband's a huge Lakers fan and also his best friend as well. And one time his best friend calls him and says, I keep seeing Joanna on TV like every time I turn on to watch the Lakers. And then Laker Girls is on and she's there on this. Oh my gosh. I bet I mean, your Lakers husband history. loved it. He did. He did. Oh, that is such a cool story. That is such a cool story. And I'm sure they just loved that you were going for it. You weren't a professional dancer. And the way you speak is so, you know, you speak so eloquently. So I'm sure they're like, oh, we got to have this girl. Let's feature her. So I'm not surprised at all that they had you featured for that. And I'm sure, you know, in your book, I love how you talk about just stepping out of your comfort zone and not being afraid to fail. Like you have one part in your book about forgiving your mistakes and learning from them. And I feel like that is what you do. You live it and then you share it, you teach it. And if we could all just learn to do that, I think that we would grow into who we're truly meant to be the best versions of ourselves. Can you tell us a little more about the book when you were writing about just forgiving your mistakes and learning from them? And how do you do that? Like, it's so hard. I can beat myself up for making a mistake and I get all in my head about, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid or, oh, I should have said this. Like my inner critic will just go have a party up there and tell me, how worthless I am at points. And I really have to like snap myself out of it. How do you go about stopping that inner critic and forgiving your mistakes? For a start, I have to go into a state of, I suppose it would go a little bit back. It ties into rule two, uh, being a spiritual vehicle, but I have to surrender. What I mean by that is if the inner critic is having a field day, I need to go, okay, I'm just going to stop a moment and I'm just going to feel. Now, I know for you and a lot of your community, right, feeling is excruciating from physical pain, let alone mm -hmm. mental, right? Mm -hmm. Mentally. But for me, it's been that, that being able to stop and feel at times has been intensely a different type of pain, right? From the physical pain. But I would go through my whole being. And so really just letting the energy flow through me because when I am in pain, there's some part of me, the wise part of me, the intuitive part that says, this feeling shall pass. Like this intense feeling that is so uncomfortable right now, it will move through. And I think just letting go and going, okay, there's nothing I can do about what I perceive that I've screwed up. Mm -hmm. suddenly there's a release. I don't feel shackled anymore. I don't feel like I'm being punished. There is a freedom that I experience and I can start to access a different plane of awareness where I can't change the thing that happened. I can't maybe get rid of a certain feeling, but I can become aware and understand the benefits of it. Sort of another way to look at it would be the silver lining to mm -hmm. it and go, okay. And then I look at it more deeply and go, what does it mean? How this happened? But this is a very important distinction here. 
that I don't think maybe I wrote about it in Big Miracles. I feel it's more awareness that I have now at this point in time is that a lot of mistakes that I did make, I realized I could have avoided if I hadn't felt shame about my circumstances and the things that had happened for me. So it's sort of like when you make a mistake, if you feel bad about that mistake and you don't forgive yourself, it stacks. And suddenly you've got shame stacking upon shame, mistake Mm -hmm. upon mistake, upon a mistake. And then suddenly when we end up in certain situations with that pain, because shame is a version of pain, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have people who can prey upon us. And the conversation to me was really juicy that we were having before we even got onto your show about yeah. what you shared about a healer that was recommended to you. I mean, yeah. that blew my mind. Yeah, because I love to talk to you about everything from business to feelings to parenting to everything. And we were talking on the show before about a healer who had been referred to me and was really using my pain point, knew that I was in severe pain on a daily basis and said, oh, I can cure you for $25,000. It'll take three days to cure you. And I said, well, have you cured people with CRPS? She goes, no, but I know I can cure you. And I thought, wow, $25,000, that's crazy. And if you can cure me, yes, it would be worth every single penny. But I think a lot of times, People do prey on others that may have pain or shame, and that's shame, man. Who have made mistakes. Yes, yes. Made mistakes. And as you were talking, one thing that I thought of something that I think of daily is the serenity prayer helps me. And it grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And a lot of times if I'm feeling shame or feeling bad about a mistake, if I just say that, I can let go of the mistakes that I've made, you know, let it go. It's not always easy, but I can let it go a little bit. But I think that thing of what you were saying, you know, with this healer you came across and thank God you had the awareness to be able to go, this is ridiculous. I have seen smart people be taken advantage of. And I know from myself in the past, there's many times that I have been taken advantage of because I didn't forgive myself for a mistake that I made. And a lot of the time, I think when we make mistakes and we don't look at those mistakes, it's because there's just too much pain and one goes into denial with it. And ultimately, no one can heal us. Someone can maybe be a support, they can be a guide, they can be a coach, whatever you want to label it as. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I really think it comes to it's like physician heal thyself or healer heal thyself. It, it, it's like, I think it is about support. And ultimately, that journey goes inwards. Now, of course, in certain situations, you've got like, there's a surgery, you can't go and heal yourself, you have to have a mm-hmm. surgeon go and do that operation. But you know what I mean, in a certain context, how does one even come out? Some people come successfully out of the surgery. Some people don't. You know, there's a support team that we have around us. But anyone so that says, yeah. anyone that says, oh, I can kill you and do this and these things. It infuriates, it disgusts me. I don't want to say infuriates. It disgusts me that people are out there like that, preying upon other people. And so should we forgive that healer? And that's like another whole thing that comes in. 
I would sort of say, gosh, I could forgive that healer, the person that just did that to you, but would I want to be friends with them? Do I accept them? I mean, I wouldn't want that person in my life in any capacity. No, <laughs> no. Had some it, sort of wake up. Yes, it really is a wake up call. And I, throughout my journey, of trying to heal myself and get out of pain, have tried many, many procedures and surgeries and treatments and medicines. I mean, at one point I was taking 73 homeopathic pills a day along with 11 prescription medications. I was desperate and willing just to try just about anything. And I was a good candidate for any snake oil salesman out there. You know, it was like, oh, you say you can get me out of pain. Well, let me try this. Let me do that. And I have decided that I'm not going to let, you know, of course, I'm still in pain, but I had to change. I had to heal the trauma myself. I had to look at it differently. I had to switch my mindset. And I think that if we don't, because I was in denial about a lot of it too. I didn't want to accept that I had this. But I think when we step up eye to eye and really look at our pain or our trauma and we, like you said, we feel the feels, we feel that feeling, then we're able to accept it, embrace it, have a little more self-compassion for ourselves, and then step forward and take action to make our lives better. And, you know, I think that even if we have to deal with pain for the rest of our life, we can choose to look at it differently. And I think that that is where the magic happens. That is where you think, oh my gosh, I have a choice. I can suffer or I can choose to thrive. And I got to a point where I was like, I am sick of being sick. I don't want to complain about this anymore. I am ready to thrive. So, you know, sometimes it gets me in trouble because I overdo it, but I love being able to connect with people, especially you And hear you say that it's sad that people go out and try to make a bunch of money on somebody who's in pain or who's suffering. And you hear about it a lot. We all deserve to be paid for our expertise and our service. I think that there's this big gap happening where we have people going into greed. You know, it's like how much Mm -hmm. stuff do how much stuff do you need? (laughs) How much is enough? You know, more, more, more. And what you were saying before about the pain and, and what you do for that. One of my clients who I've worked with for a number of years, she's very, what I call, clessentient. She feels a lot. She's extremely sensitive. And so she goes through a lot of symptoms that for her, when she goes to a doctor and the doctor will say, well, there's nothing wrong with you. And so she'll say to me, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going through this thing again or whatever the symptom is. And, you know, I can relate. I don't have the same, I'm very sensitive, but Mm -hmm. not to the degree that she is. I mean, she feels like it's really intense for her. And what I had said to her was, it's not like you just go and meditate once or you do breathing exercises once. It's a spiritual, it's a practice. It's a daily Mm -hmm. thing, just like when we brush our teeth or we shower. So I think sometimes with being able to move through things and enjoy the day and one's quality of life, instead of, gosh, if this person could just, you know, this one healer could take away my pain forever, it's not as simple as that. I think sometimes the pain serves as like a guiding light of how can we live more impeccably? How can we pay more attention to detail? How can we surrender more? And a lot of that I find is through bringing awareness to certain parts of the body and breathing into those spaces and then noticing how to connect to that part of the body. It's like 
many years ago, I studied Reiki and I've done Reiki. I went all the way through, like all the levels through to Reiki master teacher. And, you know, it's not about the, the label of that. But then in doing that, I found that it was so the more sort of advanced techniques were very powerful. And then I would combine mm. that from what I'd learned from that sort of Eastern medicine with what I'd learned from working with a number of shamans, medicine men from some of the different Native American tribes out here and who came from Mexico as well. And then fusing those things together. And always like what I'd like to do is empower people to find maybe one healing tool or one technique is going to work really well, say for me, but not for you. Yeah, I agree. And it's like creating that fusion of Mm -hmm. stuff. But it's a daily practice. Yes, it is a daily practice. And I so agree because I have people ask me a lot, like, well, what do you do for your pain? And I'm like, wow, well, it's a daily reprieve sometimes that I get to have a day with less pain. But it starts from the moment I wake up. And like you said, it has been a transformative journey for me spiritually, physically, and mentally. And so I wake up and I pray. And I had a friend of mine say, no, I really like how you're not afraid to talk about God. And I said, well, look, you know, whether somebody believes in God or universe or light or Buddha or whatever it is, I believe that there's a power bigger than me. And I had to surrender over my will and say, I give this to you and help me throughout the day be the best person that I can be. And it starts from the moment I wake up and it is then into, you know, being more mindful. And so what works for me, like you said, may not work for somebody, but it might work really well for somebody. But for me, it's a collection of all kinds of tools. And I like that you said about the Reiki, about breathing into that area, because that's something that I didn't do at all. I ignored my body. I, at one point, completely disconnected, not from just the world, but disconnected from my body. And that I ended up in the hospital on life support. I had gone septic. I was so disconnected with my body that I was passing a kidney stone and didn't even realize that it was a kidney stone. It got infected and I went septic. And that was when the wake up call happened. And so things like breathing into the body and acknowledging that area and embracing the pain instead of trying to ignore it. Have you noticed that when one breathes into pain, there is actually great power and wisdom and there's a fulfillment that if we can surrender to that and go into that place where the pain is, there is this powerful alchemy, this transformation that mm-hmm. can occur. And how do you do that through Reiki? Do you sit with people and have them do that? I mean, I've done it where I do it in person, but I've also, the amazing thing with Reiki is you can do it even if someone's thousands of miles away. It's called distant healing. And it's just so beautiful because you can sort of like the way I'd explain it is you can superimpose your energy on top of another person's energy. Not that you're putting your energy on them, but you can feel, like you can feel into their energy. So when I superimpose my energy, say on top of what you would call a healy, the person who is suffering, who's experiencing some form of whatever that pain is, mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, I can feel where the pain is in their body. A lot of the way I'll experience it is I know if energy is blocked in a person because I can't take a full breath. So I'll take them through breathing. 
And then when I'm moving through the breath and I'm doing it simultaneously with them, or I'm just saying, do it, and I'm counting them through it and I'm guiding them through it, I can feel sometimes by certain points where energy gets stuck in the body. And then when I can get a clear, full breath, where it's like, oh, okay, I can breathe again, then I know that the energy is moving through that person's body. And sometimes you're working on the subtle energy body, meaning that you're working on the energy field, the aura. Sometimes the person, maybe if they have a lot of pain running through nerves, it's Mm -hmm. they're running electrical on the electromagnetic scale. If they're feeling really like a heavy, dull pain or a pulling in the back of the head or headaches, then it means they're too magnetic and they're absorbing energy. So you can take a person through and scan their whole energy. And, you know, we look on the scale. Are you electric? Are you magnetic? What's happening here? Do we work on the nervous system? Do we just work on an energy center? It's so... That is so interesting. I actually worked with a healer who I love her. She did energy work and she lives in Texas. And it was amazing. And she worked with shamans and she would do energy work with me and have me lay down. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this is working or not, but I don't know if it was something that happened with the energy moving or whatever, or if it was just the fact that I actually finally sat down for a minute and took some time for myself. The energy is moving. A good, a really good healer can tune in and help you a really good healer it's not just about them taking the energy away because see the painful energy because the thing is is a lot of the time we're constantly clearing energy from our environment from people that have toxic thoughts around us not because they're bad people but they're just maybe they have low self-esteem you know whatever the thing is we're always processing energy so that person can help you i always like to empower the person to sort of like how your healer in Texas was doing, to be able to go, look, this is how you do it. This is how you move it through you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if you hit something that's really heavy, it's very hard to be able to do that for yourself. But sort of like, I don't know, like if I was going to try and, the best analogy I could do is I was going to try and draw a picture on my back. How am I going to draw a picture on my back? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I could draw something maybe on my face, but not on my back. It's just being able to help them to reach certain parts to bring a support and a relief. But ultimately, any good healer being able to make a distinction of, is this going to be helpful? They're going to give you self-healing tools. And a really great technique one can do that is very, very simple. And the basic principles of Reiki, you know, it's light, right? And the fundamentals. And so what you do is you bring your awareness up to the above your head and you visualize golden light. And golden light is a very gentle, it's non-intrusive, it's just lovely. There's different sort of color frequencies that create different effects, sort of just like how we wear certain colors and either they invigorate us or they calm us. There's these different sort of purposes to them. So with gold, it's very gentle. And what you do is you visualize golden light. It comes in through the top of the head. It flows down to the heart. You sense it filling your heart and then moving down from the shoulders, down the arms and out the palms of the hands. Because your, your palms of your hands, those are energy centers. And you know if one has the physical ability to be able to rub the hands together, you can rub the hands together, which activates, strengthens your own self-healing. If someone can't do that because of, say, a disability that they have, you know, they can still, they can just visualize the light coming through, directing that light 
And then you can sort of, if you feel like you can't breathe in a certain part of your body, you could say, okay, I'm going to take my left hand and place it on my upper chest gently. And I'm going to sense oh. that gold and light just flowing through from source energy, like how you said God before, faith. And you could say, I, if I'm feeling, if there was a quality, a feeling to the pain I feel right now, what would that word be? What would that sound be? So let's say, for example, the word is fear. And mm-hmm. the sound is, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is that sound? <laughs> then, then, then you can, okay, my intention is joy. And my sound is, yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm just going in sort of broad strokes here, but you could then sense that and immediately there is that shift in energy and it gives you momentum with directing that golden light and filling the body. Well, I think that's great whether, you know, someone is having a bad day or you're feeling exhausted because you have a never ending to-do list, whether you're a mom chasing around toddlers around the house or you are an entrepreneur who is out there grinding because I think it's important for us all to take some breaks and really get in tune with our body and have a check-in with our body. And that's such a great way to do that. Do you have any YouTube videos or meditations or anything that people could find where you talk people through that process? I do a more advanced one. So on my website. And what is your website? joannagarzilli.com. A little bit further down the page is an area where it says, I think it says Prosperous Angel. It talks about there's a free course. Like normally, and on that course, I go through some really powerful meditation techniques that show what happens in an energy exchange with a person. Well, we are constantly, see, we are constantly being bombarded by energy. We are constantly taking energy on. Even if someone's a beginner, and these are advanced meditation techniques, but I break it down step by step, and there's images as well that show how the energy works. So that's something that people can sign up for free. It's a course that's on Udemy, and they can do that. Thank you so uh, much. So that is at joannagarzili.com. I'll have that in the show notes so you can access that. That would be incredible. I'm going to try that out too. You have these 11 spiritual rules for ultimate success in your book, and we won't have time to go over all 11, but they're really just little nuggets to remember, even if you read through one rule a day, it just gives you a little motivation and inspiration to keep going. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite rule? Do you have a favorite one from the book? I always come back to rule one, align with spirit, because it is the foundation of all the other rules. And although I'd love to say I had the daring part of me, like get outside your comfort zone, but I'm at a point in my life now where I enjoy simplicity because that allows me to stay centered, grounded, connected. And that's really the focus of rule one is if you're aligned with spirit, things will go well in your life. And how do you know you're aligned? If you feel good, you're aligned. And if you don't feel good, then you are out of alignment. Out of alignment doesn't mean bad. or I mean, it could be because yeah. of a series of mistakes. But it's more an indicator of maybe where has one not set boundaries? Where are you not taking care of yourself? 
Where are you depriving yourself? You know, all of these sort of questions. So for me, just coming back to when I get up in the morning, if I feel good, I know I'm aligned. And if at some point in the day, I don't feel good, I very quickly go, okay, what is the tool I can use to get back into it, into alignment? So I might have to say to myself, you know what, it's important that I jog up to the school to pick up my son instead of driving there. You know, because in that time that I'm doing that little bit of walk, run, walk, run, I'm focusing on getting an alignment and that whatever it is that is causing me to feel bad, ah, I can just let it go. Yeah, I can just yeah. breathe. I can do that. That's one tool I use. Other tools I use are cleaning. If I feel really overwhelmed, I will start cleaning. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. Well, everything you're saying so far. So yesterday I hadn't been able to hike in forever. And for me, I really get aligned when I'm out in nature. So I went for a hike. I felt like a completely different person when I came down that mountain than I did when I went up it. And yeah, I mean, I'm sore. My leg hurts a little more today, but I feel better because I feel more aligned. And then yes. like you, when I feel like I'm not aligned, you better bet my closet is in perfect order. <laughs> everything's clean my closet's organized I start getting rid of stuff too like yeah giving away stuff really like the one in, simplifying one out yeah and simplifying I always think keep it simple just keep it simple yes. I do better when I keep it simple yes it's and I also I really like I know you have your book true grit and grace and I've got big miracles but I do also like that book make your bed because I used to be not very good at making my bed and I just really liked, uh, gosh, I'm totally, I should remember the name of the author. I'm sure someone listening, they would know the name, I'm sure they've read it. But he was a Navy SEAL. And I think the whole thing and the SEALs that he said was that if you were someone, maybe someone died that day that you were in service with, and to be able to come back to a made bed created a sense of order. But it took me months to get to the point where I would make sure that my husband's bed is made, that my son's bed is made. And something like that brings me a lot of peace because I go, okay, well, if I've, the bed is made, then that means whatever's happening in my mind, it's just, ha, ah, it creates space to breathe. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't leave the house with dirty dishes in the sink. I don't like to leave with the house a mess. And I will not, I mean, sometimes it happens, you know, I've got an 11 year old that likes to leave stuff everywhere, but I will not go on a plane or go out of town and leave like dirty laundry or a messy house. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe this is weird, but I'm like, well, at least if I just never come back, people that come will see that I have a clean house. And I don't know if I'm doing that more for, so other people won't have to clean up my mess or if it's it just energy, makes me... but it goes back to it is energy and our energy does impact other people. And so I think that again, what you said, I really liked, and I resonated a lot with what you said about doing one's best and being your best, because in a certain way that we show up, even if someone doesn't see these parts of our life, there's still an energy to them. It's the same as well with organizing one's finances doing one's taxes, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> all of it. That has become, that for me, and I feel from following the 11 rules as well, 
I've got to the point where I practice that more and more and I like having an organized life because it creates space to be able to enjoy life more, to be more present, to Mm-hmm. And for me, be a little more creative and not feel so, you know, when everything's a mess, I feel like a mess mentally. So, you know, even before I go to bed, like last night, my desk, I had, you know, little sticky notes and reminders. And before I went to bed, I have to make sure my list for the next day is organized. My desk is clean. And I swear I sleep better if I go to bed and my desk is clean because I want to wake up and walk into my office and see a neat desk and everything organized. I start my day off better that way. Exactly. It's great habits. And I think for people who, when you mentioned before about the entrepreneurs who are grinding and that, I think if we can't do the basics, if we can't keep our home, and our life in order, how can we truly be, yes, we could still be of service to whoever our customer, our client base is, but I feel not in the same way where one feels really fulfilled and there is that longer lasting effect. I had a friend say something to me last week that really hit home and I love her dearly and she means best, you know, she's looking out for me. And I'd reached out to her and I said, you know, yeah, I had just canceled a work trip or postponed it. I've canceled a few things off my calendar because I feel pain in my arm and I'm not sure, but it may be that the CRPS is spreading. And she's like, where's the R in PACER? Because that's the acronym I use to help me summon up resilience every day. And I wasn't getting enough rest. And she said, you know, your impact is only as strong as you are. And I thought, wow, you're right. And right now I'm not very strong. So I need to take a step back, really take a look at what's going on in my life so I can take care of me. And I think that's really hard sometimes for women because we're expected to take care of everything else and do everything else. And there was something like, Women who work come home and do 70% of the household chores and have to work harder at their jobs that most people do. And so I think it's really important to focus on really putting that self-care first and stopping the negative talk and and focusing on our energy and making sure that our energy is good and we stay away from the toxic people. And I think that your book really summons all that, you know, kind of is about all of that. So we can be our ultimate success. Yes. I'm (laughs) I'm still practice everything from Big Miracles, even though I wrote it and I know it. It's the daily practice. (laughs) It is. It's amazing though. And thank you so much for offering, you know, just for people to go to your website and be able to access some different ways of healing and really tapping into their energy and taking some time for themselves. But also, Amberly, you know, it was funny, my Mm -hmm. husband and I were talking this morning and we were talking about videos because I've, you know, I have some different videos on my YouTube. I do have stuff on there. But doing some of the healing stuff, it can be very, very useful for people. So I think that I'll 
take that as a little nudge and I yeah yeah I mean together some point you do so much you guys if you haven't seen her tv shows it's with ever talk it's called life stories and she interviews um, huge yeah oh yeah yeah I'm on there I'm on there but you do so much and you're an amazing mama on top of it. And I really think it's because you're so grounded that you're able to do all these things. Because when I met you in person, here we are going on live and you're running this interview and there's just such a calming, you have this calm way about you that when people sit with you, you just feel so calm even sitting talking with you on the podcast there's just a calmness about you that is contagious so thank even you for I that do, but here's the thing i do still get angry but i think that i'm able to dispel the energy very quickly but it was funny actually before we hopped on and i was coming from filming at the studio and i had a voicemail from someone i hadn't heard from for a very very long time there was a big boundary violation with them when I was at a point, sort of like how you mentioned the, you know, this healer person, mm-hmm. this person, I was at a very vulnerable point in my life, that stage around money, because I had a lot of shame around money stuff. And that person in that context at the time, I was in a 12-step program around money. And I'd met that person in that program. And normally sort of how it works, if someone's in a 12-step program, you know, you have to respect those boundaries of the context uh-huh. that you met them through that. Yeah. But at the time that person then they sold me into services, like PR marketing services. Anyway, so they left me a voicemail. Oh, we're checking in with our, you know, our past clients and current clients, and I'd like to argue some things. And I gotta tell you, like I started to feel this. I want to give her a piece of my like she wants to know what I think. Like I paid X amount of thousand dollars and I this, 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 and you didn't even get me proper stuff and this segment that like I started to feel angry with stuff. And then I went, you know what? I don't have to, if I don't want to, I don't have to call her back. Yeah. I don't owe anything. Like, I don't need to. And then it goes back to sort of the physical mistakes of, okay, you know, I get to decide how I live in my life, what I do with my time. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to go and talk to Amberly, and this is fantastic. And I'm going to go and give myself a little bit of, make some avocado and put it on some Ezekiel. And I'm going to make sure the house is tidy before I hop on because I want everything in order before we speak with each other. And then, and I, just, then I, I get on with go. you. <laughs> and then I get on with you and I'm like, hey, I'm in my closet right now. So <laughs> we can't <laughs> the video wouldn't turn out so good. I had all <laughs> the best intentions, but hey, my closet looks pretty tidy. <laughs> I think there's a lot to say when you stop in those moments of anger or I think the thing is the boundary. Like if I'd been in people pleasing, which I used to do all the time, I'd be like, oh, I should call her back because, yeah. you know, I should phone her back. All right, well, or whatever. Maybe I'll get this or this, whatever the thinking is. And now just being at a point of what's going to most take care of me. And maybe at some point I will call her back or maybe I won't. But it's like just going through those layers. I think a lot of dealing with pain is just being able to go, because we go through different scales of pain and different types of pain. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can identify that and what it is and where is it really coming from? Like what's the thing around that, that then creates space. And then very quickly it leads to being grounded and centered and feeling great in oneself. 
Yes, I love that. I could talk to you all day because there's so many, I mean, other tips I had about your book. But our time is up. You guys, please go check her out. Check her book out, joannagarzili.com. I'm telling you, her book, it sat beside my bed for a long time. I'm a slow reader, but it's incredible. Her show, Life Stories, is incredible. She's on Instagram. Check her out and shoot her a DM and tell her that you, you know, heard her on my show. Shoot me a DM. Reach out. We light each other up. If there's one last thing I could ask you, I wondered, what is your definition of resilience? Resilience for me is just showing up. All of me showing up and not running away because everywhere I go, there I am. That's it. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps because for so long I ran, I ran from all my demons and you just said it. That is resilience. I love that. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the show. I love talking to you and I just appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you, Amberly. It has been amazing to be a guest and to have this time with you. And I really appreciate you choosing to have me be with you on True Grit and Grace. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us this week on True Grit and Grace podcast. If you like it, please rate it or share it with your friends. That would help too. If you're not yet on the newsletter list, come over to AmberlyLago.com and jump on it. While you're there, you can grab a free downloadable gratitude journal and you might just want to check out my book or even check out my monthly motivational membership. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next week.